episode record. Uh, Danny, uh, last week um, for our cold open, I accidentally broached a 30-minute topic. So I'm going to defer to you this week <laughs> on if you would like yeah, to start yeah. our cold open. Um, we can cold open. I cannot be trusted. You know, trust is... Uh, is if, let's talk about trust. So oh, no. how do you start trusting someone? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. Oh, thank Dude, thank I, I, I think I'm close to... No, I'm pretty sure I'm close to Endgame in Elden Ring. Um, because we haven't talked about Elden Ring in a couple of weeks on the pod. Oh, yeah. Or in real life, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, this game is... It's just so good, dude. It's just so good. There are yeah. now that I'm like approaching, I'm like at seventy hours. You know that fun, fun employment life allows me to mm-hmm. to have that many hours, and which still isn't even that crazy compared to what other people have put in. No, um, no. Like you're talking hundred plus hours, hundred and fifty hours. Um, which, by the way, you guys go. You know, go for a walk. You know, it's it's gonna I, do you some good. Go for a little walk. I don't. If 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 I was unemployed, I would I would be there. Like, cause what else would I be doing? What are you filling your time with? It's so damn important. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> exactly. You're just trying not to play Elden Ring too much. Yes, yes. I'm I trying not to play all day, every day. Uh, try to like, do some chores. Absolutely, that's yeah. what I would be doing. There, there are some stuff that I'm like. Sometimes I'm like, I wish there's like a really good, a solid like story and solid like really good lore in under the hood of this game which i know isn't like the main purpose but it's like good so it's there it should be a little bit easier to access i think without like hurting the um the overall vision of the game like literally if you had like a journal in the game where it's like a menu item that just says (sighs) open up journal oh yeah, yeah you ran into this person at this location last time and they said this, and that's it. Literally, that's it. No waypoint markers, no cr- uh, quest markers. Just, just uh, the ability to remember a conversation. Yes, I think that's the only. Yeah, I to- I agree with that because I'm realizing the reason that I'm taking so long to do anything is because I early on. Yeah. Was not paying enough attention to dialogue trees <laughs> and like just like what people were saying. And then I'm like, oh, that was important. Like, <laughs> I mean, it took me like 30 hours in to realize that like what they say is the only clue you get to yes. stuff. Yes. And I, and I thought it was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure the game will f- eventually funnel me. <laughs> <laughs> to, no, 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 no. Such a mistake. Not. It's like you get some weird ass letter from someone and you're like, oh, I guess I got a letter from this person. And then you're like, oh, that's where the glintstone key is. And this is just a fucking picture. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't, I had no, I was, and then I explored literally before I even thought to look it up. There's Even still, though I look things up all the time. There are still mechanics that I'm learning like right now. Like literally in the last 10 hours, so I'm 70 hours in, in the last 10 or 15 hours, I discovered how to use the uh, the quick access uh, items in the menu. So you know like how you open up your menu and then on the right side, there are like six slots and four of them have the D-pad. You, if you hold triangle... Yeah. You can quick you access didn't those know items. That? No, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, that would be so. So your combat was constantly stilted. 
oh. by trying to remember where, like, you had to open your menu every time? Well, I had, I, I was adding, so here's the, here's the, the, the kicker. I was adding items to the, to my bottom slot. Where your, so you where your flasks are held. I, so I had just, I just, pressing down, 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 down. Okay, here's my summon. Down, 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 down. Here's this item. Down, down. Oh, fuck. I pressed the wrong one. My my version of this is uh, I just, I just figured out how to activate Godric's Great Rune. That also took me to, forever to figure and, out. And then how to use him. And I was like, oh, wait. So, like, you can just have a five level buff for. Yeah, just using a little ruin thing, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know what these were for until now." Because I just was like, "There's too many items. I get confused. I never remember what item was new." That's another thing that. So there's two. I think a journal of just like here's the conversations you had would be yeah. awesome, and I don't think it would take away from the experience of like discovery. No, because it would be easier to discover without me going to a YouTube guide. <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, what i'm saying like people are like oh just pull up a guide or pull up a th-. like what how is that more immersive than like just having well, just something in the game yeah just something just I a mean, little thing i'm a guy that i always look up guides because i'm like yeah i, I mean i sometimes want to like accomplish something faster than figuring it out myself like listen we're adults at this point like other shit happens i want to spend my time playing the game not figuring out where the hell to go so yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i will say it's impressive it's super impressive that like some people have like pieced together like very obscure pieces of dialogue yeah and like oh you gotta do this and then this but if you speak to this person too soon it like changes where they land i'm like what yeah how how did you figure this out you so like you think that you're close to the end game yes now, how would we, without spoilers, because I know everybody's trying their best to not spoil it, but also at the same point, I'm like, I don't know what you could even spoil with Elden Ring because it's all so obtuse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, a lot of YouTube videos, they block out the name of people that they're fighting. Sure. And I'm like, I'm not going to know who this is. No, also like, the names are like, you got Melina and Melania and Michaela oh, yeah. and Mik- Mikula and like, what? Yeah. Yeah, Who are all these it's, people? it's wild stuff. But uh, how how could we determine where each other are at? So I'm currently level like 120. I did do a little okay. bit of farming. I'm not. I'm gonna admit I did a little bit of farming. You have to. You uh, have to. But also, I wanted to upgrade all my like shit. So I like I was like I was just honestly part a lot. Half of it was farming just by accident because I was looking for the uh, somber stone. Uh, bell bearings to give back to the twin husks in the mm. round table um, mm-hmm. just so I can upgrade my buy the the stones and upgrade my my shit uh, but I am hmm there is there I am in a section of the map that is only accessible after a certain point in the story like you cannot travel I, there at all it's not part of the main continent uh, continuity are at all. you you're not underground I've done underground already, though. Okay, so I just have really started to dig into underground Eternal City. Okay, cool. Oh, so you're doing um, Ranny's quest line right now. Yes, because I don't know why I'm only doing Ranny's quest, because I clicked into being like, wait, am I in a quest? (laughs) And then so now I've just been trying to complete it. 
Um, I, I literally just finished her quest line yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. So are we that far away from each other? We could be. We could be. Yeah, that's the thing. We could be. Because, because also, remember when I was rune farming, I did that one uh, exploit of the game where I killed, I think, a very deep into the game boss without it attacking me. And that's patched out already. I couldn't do it. I got to that <laughs> point and it was patched out literally the day of. I was like, what that's happened? So I can't jump that's, to it. I was so uh, mad. Well, the jumping was really hard. It took me a long time. Yeah. Did you understand that you had to first jump and then sp- sprint in the air? And then, yeah, and okay. then start so to sprint. So they did patch it. Go, yeah, okay. they did patch it. I would never have beat that boss, ever. So it's, it's good that it worked for me. I, 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 had to, I had to multiplayer it. I had to summon people. I had I okay, literally so spent like five hours. Okay, so you actually got to the real version of that boss. Oh yeah, I fought it. It yeah, was. I have mm. no idea how far I am behind. I think I'm a lot farther behind than. Have you gotten you to the uh, the snow, the mountaintop of the giants? <laughs> I'm still in Lairn. Oh, you haven't even gotten to Altus by the by the capital city. Oh no, I went in there. Okay, okay. For and like I got to the volcano place and whatever okay i've done the volcano place too okay we're not that far i mean a, a I decent know. chunk it, it's we're really confusing because i've also i you know anytime i find myself in a cave i'm fin- i'm going that whole oh, cave. yeah oh, like yeah. and uh anytime i stumble onto something that kills me i i'm like okay so the my, the, the only thing i'm going to do is try to kill this thing <laughs> like uh Love so that. i spent like two sessions trying to just beat the Evergall things that I had oh, discovered. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, every time you do that, I'm like, why do I even have this shield? I still don't know how to use it. I it, I barely remember to use the shield. But yeah, it looks cool. It I mean, it, it I, really but cool. but then when I'm doing two hander, I'm like, I think sometimes I think sometimes they just accidentally hit the shield. Maybe <laughs> like know. when I'm not well, guarding, maybe. I don't think I so. I don't know. Shield build. I want to do that yeah. next. I'm already thinking about my next run. Which is crazy. Oh, I'll never play this twice. No, no, no. That's not going to. It's too much. You're game. not going to do new, new Game Plus? I never do New Game Plus. Okay, I'm going to do New Game Plus. Yeah, that's... Well, I think I did God of War New Game Plus. Okay. Because that's because I had to 100% it. I got that itch. You know me. Well, you, you get different endings and different storylines on the New Game Plus. Yeah, but again, I it's don't so know what's going on in Elden Ring. Ring. Yeah, no idea. No. Um, but... Man, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's crazy. yeah. I mean, it's not gonna. I don't think it can be beat this year. It's not going to be beat this year. I just don't. I mean, like this is it for all the frustration. Like I even got up early this morning. Like my work shift is later. <laughs> oh it's, right. I started right. At eleven on on today. So like I had I I like got up to just try to get through something that I had to quit on last night because I didn't want to stay up past like midnight sure. and I. Even still, you know, told Christine I would be down soon, and it was like an hour later <laughs> uh, without me even noticing. That's so has, that has happened to me multiple times. You know, like I went to, I was like, I really want to do this thing. I want, like these guys, it was like th- three enemies were just killing me like repeatedly. And I was like, and I know for a fact that this part of this place I'm at, I don't actually need to go here. Because <laughs> yeah. like I know that because I had like had to research what I was supposed to be doing because I was confused and I was like so I know that this is in more or less an optional place. <laughs> I spent an hour and a half trying to defeat these people, three people, and I it's just because I sometimes am so bad at the game 
that it astounds me. And it was just one of those things where I was like, the way that these people are attacking me, I, I do not know how to deal with it. And I'm just continuously dying. And it's like a five minute walk back to the place every oh, time. Man. So I was like getting madder and madder. But then I finally did it. And I was like, yep, this game is the best. <laughs> like, that's, that's I was so fucking mad. And then I was like, ah, it felt good. Dude, that satisfaction, that it is scratching something really hard because it's yeah. that's that's the loop. That is the loop that's that's keeping yep. me coming back. Where it's like yep. I finally powered through and I did it. I think I wouldn't have liked Elden Ring as much as I do if I hadn't spent a lot of my last like gaming year playing like games like Returnal. Yes. And like games where like up. dying is part of the process of yep, the game yep. like roguelikes things like that like because that started to really like click with me in the last year or two of gaming like i think ever since hollow knight yes yes um, yes is really where i was 100%. like oh this is a really cool thing that i had kind of avoided because all of these games are said to be hard right but i don't think if i just like jumped into elden ring from like like blind like from call of duty right yeah, like from like mostly playing like shooters and the like uh, very like story driven action games. And right, also, right, you know right. me, I love a story based, barely, you barely play game. Like I love those types of indies yeah. where you're just like, oh, my job is to walk around and read notes. Yeah, I'll play Sign 10 in. hours of this yeah. game. Love it. Uh, I wouldn't have liked playing my experience as much. Yeah. And I think like that is the one caveat I would put of this game is not for everybody. I think it's very broadly appealing. If this isn't the first time you've played a game where dying has quite a bit of consequence occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that's, that's where, cause I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish up the review eventually of this. And like, it's going to be very like, okay, here's a review from a person who is not a souls expert. Because yes. all the reviews have been people who are souls experts. I'm like, I don't care about you. You guys are going to love it because you, it's almost a cult. You have to love games from, from software. Um, but from the other perspective, it's like, okay, there are games that have implemented a lot of mechanics from these. Types. So like a God of War, it's, I'm not saying that these mm -hmm. are the same type of games, but they have, they have similar styles as far as like dodging and, you know, that death loop. I didn't don't not yeah. the game, but like that loop. Of not dying, the game, but also the game. But also the game. Um, yeah, God of War, a Hollow Knight, um, a Returnal, a Hades. Well, I mean, I mean, like Hollow Knight, I would say is exactly. It's a two D from software game. Yeah, because you have to go collect your little souls. Yep. Like you have to get back to the place that you went. It's a humongously interconnected map. Like Hollow I mean, Knight. Like the but I would. Hollow Knight's gameplay is much more fluid and, and tight, I, I say. The mechanics, at least. Like, it's much more quicker. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's a different, but, like, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, but yeah, no, it's, never have existed it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah. Dark Souls never started. It's a Souls platformer, for sure. Yeah. So, it, as long as you have some experience with those and, like, have gotten some familiarity with those types of, types of things, that's... That's where you'll really see it. But really, it's a game about persistence. Like, 
not giving up, yeah. persisting. And to be fair, that's not going to be an experience that everyone loves, right? Like as much yeah. as I love Hollow Knight as one of my favorite games of all time, so it just doesn't click for some people. It's just, it's too stressful, which is fair. Yeah. Cause then on the, on the flip side, I loved also, I also loved playing Stardew Valley and that's much more laid back and cozy, but it's still like a really like mechanically and as a video game, it's still really, really good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's like one of my one of uh, my favorite video game experiences uh, is like journey, playing Journey for the first time, like mm, way late, yeah. super late, and you're just like, oh, this game is not about really playing it; it's about being a part of it. Kind of, you know, you're controlling them, but it's not. You're being very like specifically funneled, and yeah, like it's like the uh, like. I love games that are just more vibes, like just like I like movies yeah. that are vibes. And, um, but I do think there's something to say about the anxiety that like, yeah, it might be a game that you shouldn't play, but for me, especially in the pandemic, for whatever reason, like they're the only games that seem to click for me where it's like yeah. you, you die and then you do the same thing again, because that's what we're fucking doing. <laughs> That's what we've been doing for two years, except we're not dying. We're going to sleep. Or, I mean, we're not dying, but people right. have. Right. But, and like, but I, for whatever I, reason, but it's there's like, something about these games that is like helping me with that. Well, because it's a little bit therapeutic, but it's also yeah. giving you, like, you also break that cycle. So, like, that satisfaction, I think, is like scratching that part of it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's the cathartic part of like repeating the same thing over and over and over again until you get it and you're like, I did it. I did it all that time. I did it. Yeah. My I brother mean, just spent yeah. his first 10 hours. Like, no, no, no. I have the screenshot here somewhere. Uh, it was like five hours. His first five hours of Elden Ring. Trying to defeat the, the, the tree, tree sentinel. sentinel. And he finally oh, did it. That is a, a and he move. did it. Damn. That is, that is five hours. Went in as a wretch. I'm like, why would you go in as a wretch? As a, because he was resisting. Like, my youngest brother had picked it up, like, day one with me. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if, like, I'm ready for this. And then he just pulled the trigger, and he's like, yeah, no, F this Tree Sentinel. I'm going to, I'm not going to move forward until I, I beat I still haven't thing. beaten the Tree Sentinel. And I was like, that is, that is gangster as hell. I'm like, that I think is... you're better at this than I am at this point. Like, you just have to be. And breeze oh, through. instantly he's already better than you breeze through market oh yeah i'm like oh, okay you have the mechanics down that's it you're, you're yeah. hooked you are hooked and yeah he's hooked so yeah. it's very satisfying so man. it's so very smart. satisfying welcome to the dmgt podcast i am your host great danny. job danny and i'm your host spencer and danny it's under 20 minutes so better than last Kept week tight. <laughs> <laughs> no more elden ring talk from us We'll front load it. Listen, the, the hardest part about Elden Ring isn't the game itself. It's having an opinion about what you can change and then expressing that opinion to Souls fans because they are the most insufferable fan base I've ever interacted with online. Oh, my God. Well, I, I will say the most insufferable fan base online um, video game, is, video game fan base. is no is if you're someone who still thinks that horizon zero dawn is a good game you're still <laughs> wrong uh or horizon forbidden west you're the most insufferable person oh boy play a real game and play elden ring and just Whoa. admit it admit it everyone admit it Elden Let's Ring be is real. far superior. Well, no, sure. no, not even that. <laughs> oh, oh, that it's bad. That Horizon Forbidden that, West. That's Horizon bad. Forbidden West is a waste of your time. 
Oh man! Um, again, uh, disagree. It's again, disagree. as bad or worse than Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which also sucks. Oh no! Oh no! I definitely don't agree with that. But hey, I appreciate <laughs> I that, that you're these sticking to it. <laughs> these are both terrible games. Go play them again. Be honest with yourself. Assassin's they Creed Valhalla, suck. I agree, is not good. Horizon Forbidden West, again, the second week in a row. I will same disagree. Game. I will disagree. They're the same game. They're the same. They are game. not. They are not. Uh, uh, they're the same. Well, game. okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after you we just spent go back and forth, for we, we can go. We can go forever. Uh, you know who's the most insufferable fan base? People who didn't think the Bulls were still good. Y'all, I saw you on Reddit saying everything was terrible. Not true. We didn't have most of our team. Come on. Yeah, super unhealthy. It, it's. I mean, listen, man. They had the second of a back-to-back against Milwaukee tonight. That's uh, that's going to be a huge test. As long as they, you know what? As long as they like have effort, and you know, it feels like they're close. Ooh, it's not close right now. Uh, anyways, I wasn't going to look, but yeah, it's, uh, I would assume it's not going to be close. Um, we'll see. It's I'm not okay. saying I'm not saying they should win the championship. I'm not. Saying, I'm not going that far. But the expectations at the beginning of the year. Oh, they've completely it, blown. By if you go to the second, if you go to the playoffs, that was a success. If we get out of the first round, pretty awesome. They're going to get out of the first round. They will get out of the first round. Depends on the seating, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> also true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, there, that was insufferable. Sorry. So we have we have a few topics today. QD OLED TVs are starting to to get in people's hands. Uh, Samsung, I believe, announced their first batch uh, available for pre-order. Uh, yeah. Pretty big deal as far as like TV tech and even monitor tech, I think, is, is going to be impacted here. So yeah. if you're interested in TVs at all, uh, this might be the next big wave of technology. Yeah, and I, and I wanted to just give some marketing advice to TV people. Um, yeah, so you can take this do. for free. Please you know? do. Um, I think, you know, QD, you say it, you yeah. think C-U-T-I-E, yeah, Q-D. right? Yeah. So you got some options here. Now you can anthropomorphize the TV, make it cute. I'm the QD TV. <laughs> Have it be a little funny TV. Or combine with big citrus. <laughs> The cutie orange <laughs> and have some sort of crossover event. I don't know. Something with that. I feel like there's stuff there. Big like, citrus. I love it. Like how many cutie oranges could fit in a 65 inch cutie TV? I don't know. You know, like uh, have some fun with it. Everybody is what I'm saying, because cutie OLED really sounds like you're saying it's a cute OLED. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's know- quantum dot. Okay. But what is does it? that actually mean? I actually don't think it's... Is it QD is quantum <laughs> I, it, dot? I, I think don't. it is quantum dot. Uh, <laughs> it, it, blue lights, basically, is effectively what it is. Lollapalooza lineup is out. Yeah, we have some takes on that. New Charlie XCX album, which, of course, Spencer is going to talk about. Some song choices. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, if, if anyone has seen Turning Red on Disney, it's, uh, it's like their new animated movie based yeah. on a Chinese-Canadian 
main character, but the well, the songs. Danny, they I'm made, not that. I could never watch oh this movie. Oh my god! Is that oh where you setting me up? Go to away. Say yeah, that? and I'm not a toy, so <laughs> I could, Toy Story sucks. Uh, no, but the uh, the they made like a boy band because it was very like early 2000s era uh, is where mm. the movie is set, and they developed a boy band in the movie. And it's like, oh shit, these are actually really catchy and like really good boy band pop songs, which really caught me by surprise. So uh, let's start with the TVs. Let's start with the TVs because how much do you know about the underlying technology sponsor of QD OLED TVs and yeah. mini LED? Because these are two different techs. So very quickly before yeah, yeah. we go on to this, I do have one thing to say about Disney and their track record of boy banding or pop starring not fictional characters. Yeah. Powerline. Oh shit. Powerline. Yep. Goofy yep. movie. The OG <sighs> that. So good. Um seeing eye to eye. Uh and and then also I feel like a Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. They've nailed that. They're always good at that shit. They are. Like, uh, I need to watch it still. Um, sorry, what do I know about cutie L O L O L E Ds, Danny? I know a little bit, but I think you know more. Yeah. So I know the big, the big reason why they exist. Maybe that's where I'll stop and you yeah. can take over. There, boom. Is because the one downside of OLEDs, well, the two there's two downsides of OLEDs that can become problems depending on who you are sure. or your environment. One is OLED burning. Yep, because of the I, the colored uh, diodes, diodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that right. Um, they didn't have like all of them, so they had to use a filter, and that could lead to burn in. That's a concern. And then peak brightness sometimes would have some. You would have some issues if you had a very bright room during the daytime. Yeah, where like you know some sometimes it would be you're like oh I have to close my blinds like I'm I have a projector which people didn't love like those were the two things I knew were like really the only things that anybody could say about OLEDs that was negative yeah yeah so this is a response to some of those things I think a little bit yes so QD OLEDs OLED this is so they started showing this at CES last year I believe and then they like really really brought out like the works uh, this year at CES yeah um where basically instead of having a blue light filter for for the diodes that basically is effectively what causes that burn in they're using now blue lights instead to project the through the pixels a little bit more strongly so that does two things that starts addressing uh or actually it does three things it starts addressing the burn in issues that right. in theory you don't have that anymore because now the filtering is happening at, <coughs> at in front so it's not you know, burning in, or it's, I mean, it's always happening there, but like now it's not kind of uh, using like a blue filter to filter out the rest right. of it, um, which causes that burn in. So now the rest of the filters kind of address that, and you get a brighter image from QD OLED TVs. The third part about it is it's way cheaper to manufacture. Well, a little bit cheaper to manufacture. Mini LED is way cheaper to manufacture. We'll, we'll touch on that one in a second. But yeah. effectively, what this is this is giving you a better, better picture. Maybe not quite. And here's the part that I think we have to like wait and see until they're like out and about. Is like how that yeah. actually impacts the color depth and the the black accuracy of 
what a traditional OLED gives you because I love my like I am in love with my OLED TV that I have at home uh, here. We got the, yeah. the LG and it's it's great. Um, someone is doing a uh, Wolf Den. He do, mostly does uh, Switch content on YouTube, but he has been running the OLED Switch for six months now, like powered on to the same image. 24 7 nonstop, and just now it's starting to show a little bit just a little bit of, okay. of burning so it's so like it's so like, it's, so it's like in theory like yes this can happen but in practice most people don't actually have to worry about it right but but at the same time if you're talking about like you know if you're holding on to this tv for five six seven eight ten years then towards the end of that life cycle, you might start getting impacted a little bit. So here's where this new tech could come in. If you care more about like HDR, which most people, you know, it, it, that that is the next big wave of adoption, getting into HDR. Most people's phones can start can do that now, or at least most flagship phones can do that now. Right. Um, that is actually giving you a better, a bigger impact to your viewing experience over something like an 8K image is is what i would say so yeah i don't know yeah it's like it's it's tough because um we've existed and you're gonna be hearing my dog i don't know what's going on i was just (laughs) texting i was like christine are you home or something like and you're like just standing outside the door because she's gone but something's happening he's 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 not liking it he's very pissed off and he will not stop um i can barely hear him though if that's good yeah that's good um but so uh I think we've been very lucky and unlucky. It depends on the thing we're talking about yeah. in terms of where we were born into this particular section of technology yeah. uh, growth. Because like we got some really cool moments of things getting super way better. Yeah, in one leap to the next yep. leap. Like like we went from CRT TVs to there being like a pretty good ability for a lot of people to have like a big screen TVs that were like project effectively, like still like projection type of technology, like a two type of T like, you know, just a big ass super heavy TV. And then we got like HD. And then basically from there, it's just been like, yeah, 4K is a big step up, but like at this point, we are in a situation where it's like your eyes are only going to be able to notice so much more because we have a finite spectrum of yeah. vision. Like, and we're kind of like the last thing was things that are really bright and also good at being really dark, and that's like <laughs> like we're basically getting to that point. There's going to be 8K stuff eventually, but legitimately, like there is such a small reason there's it, it'll never you know like it'll it'll you will you would never know between right. four and eight k oh for whatever yeah. you're no, doing if no. you're doing human things it doesn't matter and so i don't know i don't know how much more we can go with tvs if q qd oleds get really great i think form factor is the only frontier. Yes, yes. The the rollable screens that they're doing that are right now like a hundred thousand dollars. Ten years from now, that's every TV. Yeah. If yeah. it works. So like the the cost and and uh, 
the col the the color depth between particularly between bright and dark places. I think that's where you could start getting that. That's where most of the improvement should be coming from. Really? Like, I don't really care anymore about like more pixels. I mean, that's cool. I guess if I'm like thinking about VR headsets, but like not for a TV, it's like, like I'm not going to be walking up to it and like, yo, let me inspect freaking Captain America's nose hairs up up this close and like just so everybody knows even if it says 4k and it's a marvel movie it's a 2k uh because they have so much digital effects they cannot process them in 4k there you go there you so. go the more you know spencer our movie guy see there you go so we don't need more pixels no. but more light range and more dynamic range and more contrast and and better color accuracy within that contrast yeah. yes give me give me all of that yeah, yeah. And I think um you know, and then it's it's about like uh how you know, 65-inch TVs even 5 years ago were a weighty investment for an okay one. Right. Like even 2 years ago, 3 years ago or 2 years ago when I bought my TV, it was still like a pretty expensive TV yeah. even though it was not an OLED, right? Like but now it's like that level of TV is half the price. Like, yeah. because we're two TV almost generations, because it's like, they've really been trying to, OLED happened, they were like, oh, wow, this is this is the best thing, and now they're like, okay, now it's, it's going to basically swing into everything's OLED. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. right? Like, um, and like, to be honest, 99% of people, that is as far as they'll ever need anything. Like, cause now Q, QD OLEDs, figuring out the brightness part, figuring out the fear of burn-in because like, yeah, like with most types of things that are like burn-in, unless it's like every TV's got to go back, it's going to be so rare that you experience it, right? Um, like, I don't know what else we need. It's, it's really cool, like, that we get to see things yeah. with as much clarity and dy dynamic range and, and like, it's 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 awesome we're getting to see like the best version of the things which is yeah fucking awesome yeah i think i think eventually qd oled wins over i, I mini led is the other one where it's like a, a little bit of a similar thing but it's still an lcd display but but what effectively what happens is though you take full array dimming which a lot of LCDs started adopting and to give you better, like give you the ability to do HDR. But what happens is you get a lot of blooming in, in that sense. So like if you ever take a, your mouse pointer on a black screen for, right. for HDR and then you see like the haloing effect around it, that's mm -hmm. blooming. So that's a big problem with HDR TVs uh, and, uh, and OLEDs and even in general LCDs. Mini uh, LEDs. Well, my, my TV has dirty screen effect. Oh. In like, like, like white, white motion. It's yeah. uh, it's very prominent, and this is again one of the highest rated versions of this TV. Like, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Woof. So only I notice it. Christine doesn't even notice it. Well, like when, you would notice it. Yes, but we're I freaks. Would. Yeah, like, we're freaks. If anyone listens, sorry, listener, you're also a little bit of a tech freak. Um, yeah. You're listening to this podcast, so mini LED doesn't quite get you the same contrast that you could get from from oled but it, it still gives you a little bit better brightness so, so a little bit better for dynamic range just a little bit but the big selling point there is that those not the qdle oleds 
mini LED displays are much cheaper, much cheaper to manufacture. If you take um, the newest MacBook Pros with uh, really nice displays, those are mini right. LED d- displays. The iPad Pro, mini LED displays. Um, some some Android uh, flagship phones, mini LED. They're cheap and they look really, really, really good. They're very close to OLED as far as like the quality. Like if the average person can't tell the difference in like some of the the, the noise and, and, and blooming stuff that we, we notice, they won't notice the difference between OLED and mini LED. Yeah, yeah. Like um, if you're, if uh, you know, like uh, thinking So if you're more that, co- cost conscious, get the mini LED. Get the mini LED and get a sound system. Yes, invest in sound. Oh or, my god! Sorry, sorry. Get a million, get a mini LED and build a system. Do not buy a system. Don't get a home theater in a box. Don't get bows. Build your next own. Because then, like, a good picture with great sound, like, is as immersive as the best picture with okay sound. Like, like, there's yeah. some trade offs you can make with immersion if you're. You know, because it is the whole experience of a movie theater, the closer you can get. Like, that's why the movies, I don't think, right. will ever really die because I think people forget the sound. Yes. And also, right. it's like, good point. Not everybody has the ability to do that, especially because, you know, to get bleak, no, none of us own homes. <laughs> so we <laughs> have neighbors and we don't want to be jerks to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's like I don't have a sub because I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> like, like that's why I don't have a sub in my setup because I just am like I just don't want to be rude. But um, yeah. Anywho, but yeah, I mean like it, go cheap on cheap quote unquote on the TV. Then yeah, put a little bit of that money into you know even just a sound. good sound bar. I'm not like a rude person. Like get a good sound bar. It's gonna really up your experience. And yeah, like. It's a good investment. You can even get, yeah, no, a sound, uh, get a good sound bar um, and then just stick with the sound bar and then start adding pieces later. Start adding like little speakers behind you mm-hmm. later. It, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. It really does make, make a big difference. Um, yeah. That, that would be my next phase. So I don't know. I think that's going to be cool because eventually that moves into monitors. I think it hasn't made a lot of sense cost wise to make OLED monitors which is right. why you basically don't see them. They don't exist. Um, right. But they're already working on QD OLED monitors. Actually, there is one. Uh, Dell and Alienware uh, have one right now that you can purchase. Um, Classic space, Dell, always on space, the cutting edge. Cutting edge Dell. Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> actually, their monitors have gotten like pretty yeah, good, yeah. like really good. Uh, and then same thing with the mini LED. Like we should, we could start seeing them there, and especially for you PC gamers like me, uh, that's gonna that's gonna make a difference. That's gonna make more of a difference than more pixels on your on your screen. So yeah, yeah. same thing, same thing across the board. But yeah, that's I, that's it, a TV tech. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's again, it's exciting. Like it's fun that uh, all of these things are happening, and like pictures are getting better. And this kind of circles back to what we were talking about last week, Danny, of like. 4k restorations yeah um oh yeah like do yourself a favor if you have a playstation 5 or you have an xbox because again i'm not a full annoying person when it comes to home (laughs) theater 
Because there's places where you mention that that's what you're using to play a 4K disc and you will get eviscerated. Oh, boy. Um, those places are everywhere that is about home theater. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of the internet and also in stores. Um, <laughs> you, They're brutal. Um, but, like, if you're going to get one of these TVs, you have a new thing, like, uh, treat yourself to a movie that, like, your parents said was amazing because they saw it in theaters 40 years ago, 50 yeah. years ago, 60 years ago. Like if it has a 4k remaster, you can start to be like, Oh, Oh, this is what they remember. Yeah. It's not the VHS that they, you know, had, but brought them through because of the nostalgia. It's not the DVD that, kind of just a little bit better. Um, a lot of these had been, not all of them, but a lot of things had pretty good 1080p uh, remasters. But like some of the stuff that they're doing with 4K remasters of old stuff right now is like truly, again, if you're going to buy a TV and you have a PlayStation, you have any of these things, or even if you just like are okay like renting some of these because a lot of them aren't 4K on if you find a free version on Hulu, it's probably not the 4K version no. of it. It's the it's the HD version of it. But if you find it, it says it's 4K. Like Amazon has a lot of 4K content to rent. Spend like three bucks. Watch watch Alien on 4K. Watch Alien watch, on 4K. Uh, Jurassic get, Park on 4K. You know, get the Criterion 4K collection that includes Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because everybody's like, it looks fucking crazy how good it, it's like oh yeah this movie's yeah this is a masterpiece of a movie like even the old ones they're all slow though that's one thing when it gets that old like yeah it's, yeah it's a different experience but yeah there's so much so much to to watch and if you're gonna buy a new cool tv instead of just a marvel movie which is gonna look cool they're very bright yeah uh, well unless they're not but like you watch an old movie and you go, oh, because that was how theaters looked at good theaters. Not all the way there, right? Because it was still film stock and yeah. there's deg- degradation pretty quickly on that. But it's it's kind of cool because you, you realize why, you know, it's like the thing. It's like classics are classics for a reason. And um, this goes against a lot of what I say about the Beatles because I don't like the Beatles still that much. Um and people get really frustrated because I don't appreciate them enough <laughs> in my life. Um, but for movies, I can do it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, you know me. I'm on a similar boat to you on, on the on the Beatles. So, not a good person to. That's true. To balance this conversation out. Yeah, you're not everyone else that we've ever talked to about the Beatles. I'm just like <laughs> in eh. my entire life. Eh. <laughs> it's like no, I and they're like, but you, you know. The uh, all the stuff that you're hearing now is because of the Beatles, and I'm like, uh huh, maybe. That's okay, that's sure, that's but I could fine. point to a lot of other stuff too, like you know, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's was Godfather filmed on on 35 millimeter? Yes, Do you know, it was. And okay, yeah, yeah, they so have that done that 4K. Would be yeah, that it's supposed to be, would be great. It's supposed to be really good. They're actually doing a roadshow of it. You can. There's some places it's playing theaters. Ooh. Very cool. Yeah. I've never that. seen Fun it. Fact. I've never seen The Godfather. I know. Huge I like, gap. Yeah. That is that is a massive gap for I you. Know. Massive it's wild. gap. 
feels like it, it's right up my alley. Oh, you would you would love. Oh yeah, you you need I to go, Spencer. This. You need to go watch this movie. Oh, I know. You're gonna you're like, gonna you're gonna come back and you're like, why the fuck did I wait so long to watch this movie? I well, you know what? I have waited so long, and now I get the 4K version of it. So maybe it was the right move. I'm gonna maybe. see it in you're the right, best version right. possible best for possible. the first time. You're right. You're right. Right. I'm gonna get to bond with this movie looking as pristine as possible. Could I have one more movie aside, Danny? Go, um, go. Because I, I, we, we have one more little topic, but it's mostly just like Charlie XCX is the best. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited to see her live. Um, but uh, one final movie thing. Me and Christine on this weekend, we're trying to watch the Oscar movies, the best pictures. Uh, We've gone through some of them. We haven't really tried that hard because sometimes I'm like, do I want to watch Belfast. I don't know if I, sometimes I'm not in the vibe for a black and white, you know? Yeah. Um, everyone, I know it's good. Whatever. Uh, also I'm kind of annoyed with Kenneth Branagh. He's annoying. Um, but I watched licorice pizza. Are you a Paul Thomas Anderson fan? Not really. Okay. I would say like there will be blood is one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I, I love, I love there will be blood. I love The Master, yes. even though I know a lot of people don't eh. love The Master, but I really, I love that movie. I think it's awesome. But also, like, I'm pretty lukewarm on a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson stuff, because um, he's pretty full of himself. Um, so I watched Licorice Pizza, and it has uniformly amazing reviews. Um, do you know the premise of Licorice Pizza? Yeah, yeah. Th- this is what I was trying to bring up the other day. Uh, this was like a few months back, actually, but what, like around the time of lunch. I've kind of stayed away from looking into the movie too much. So then I watched it. So you do know that I it's know a premise, love yeah. story of a 25-year-old or 28-year-old. Yeah, much older woman. I yeah. think she's actually 28 because there's a moment where she says she's 28 and then pushes it down to 25. Yeah. And a 15-year-old boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, there's a lot of film people online that whenever anybody posts anything about it, they just get eviscerated by all these film bros. Yep, yep. And they're like, you missed the point. And it's like, no, you missed that this shouldn't... I, I'm like, I'm just like, this is so uncomfortable. So, so I haven't seen it. I, there's this, there's a, there's a movie guy I like watching on, on TikTok. Um, but his whole, whole thing was like, the film bro argument of like the point is that it's a very messy thing and it shouldn't have happened, but it it doesn't really portray that and it kind of glorifies it a little bit too much, which is very fucking weird. Yeah, it's um because like I was holding out hope the whole movie <laughs> that there was a couple weird moments that I was like this is wrong, but then I was like okay maybe if they just like don't become a thing, like right, it's still there's a lot of like. Uh, sexual power dynamics that the female lead Alana uses to control the male, uh, the the boy. Yeah, um, which is inexcusable. Just one situation of that, yeah. and there's like several of them before they eventually get to the end of the movie. But I just I I don't understand it. Um, I just was like, this is gross and also needless. This didn't need to be a 10-year age gap. Yeah. Love story of um, someone potentially sexually assaulting a minor. Pedophilia, so to speak. Straight up. Straight up, that's what that is. Like Straight up, full stop. 
child abuse, like like all of these things, like, and it literally uses all of the tricks and tropes of the pedophile community, uh, or people who are pedophiles, shit heads. Not saying a community felt weird, but pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, well, more mature. Oh, and the whole whoa, movie tries whoa. to paint. The guy is more mature. He's a businessman kid. He's a whiz kid. That and gave, then also that gave shows, it the heebie-jeebies, man. And then Jesus. also shows like extreme immaturity to to show that oh, this is actually also still a kid. And then it's mirrored in the the female lead, Alana, um, who also is sometimes mature and sometimes immature. And that's supposed to this is what the film bro argument actually is: is their maturities cancel out and it's okay. What? Basically, like, like that's kind of the argument that people throw out with a lot of words. A lot of Ugh. words. Whenever people are arguing for this movie, 2,000 words. Uh, uh, and it's like, it You're all boils wrong. down to... Wrong. It literally just, every one of the arguments boils down to, well, no, but she's kind of immature. And he's kind of more mature. So it's fine. And I'm like, that's literally not true. <laughs> Because that's literally what pedophiles say about stuff. Like, uh, like that is legitimately their playbook to groom women, Drake. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Uh, <laughs> but it's it, uh, that movie. Also, beautifully shot. Great score. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, the acting across the board, everyone was amazing. Like, that's the really weird thing is like, Every performance, great. Like, the vibes of the movie, when it was not actively being that part, cool. Bradley Cooper deserved a nomination for supporting actor, and I would have been probably potentially giving it to him. It's an awesome eight minutes of screen time. Um, but yeah, why or what? Why, how, ugh. Yuck. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that this was your reaction because that I'm like, I know Spence, like you, you, you I don't want to call you a film bro, but you do love cinema. So uh, yeah. And like much I, more I, than I'll, like, I'll, yeah, I will like movies that frustrate people. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I like long Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Nothing wrong with that. Like, um, but yeah, it's just like, I'm sorry. I can't, <laughs> I can't excuse this. And the movie is asking me to. For what? For what? For nothing, basically, effectively, is what it came down to. Yeah. So, yeah, no. All right, then, boom. Yeah. That. Uh, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just... It's, it's, it was gross, and it, it's still gross to me. And it, it, I would, if I was watching it by myself, like... Uh, I would have turned it off and I think me and Christine both wanted to but it's also a two hour movie that legitimately felt like it was six hours long it's Whoa. like the longest fucking movie Whoa, of all that's, time that's, Truly that's wild. brutal that's not a brutal. good review it's because I was movie. uncomfortable the whole time yeah 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 I'm like I'm, this is like To Catch a Predator but just the part where the To Catch a Predator guy doesn't come that's what this oh, movie no. is <laughs> like this is just <laughs> child abuse <laughs> but it was a different time spencer it was a different time well that was a thing that i was trying to consider as well now in the oh, 70s God. was 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 this okay 
No. <laughs> it was never okay. Is, People but, forget. But that's the other argument of the movie is like, because they put it in the, in the past. And it's like, well, to, to give you the excuse of the past is a different time. And I was like, but... I mean, like, maybe there were people who were thinking this was fine, but, like, it still was It still not. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Because we know that mean? it's not. It's like when, like, the 50s, everyone was smoking cigarettes. It's like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't healthy then. No. They just didn't have the words or the science or the well, morality. At least, at least for dad, at least for dad argument, like, yeah, we just didn't have the science. We didn't know what the long-term impact was going to be like. Yeah. Which, fine, fine. I'll listen to that. But... Yeah, no, no. A lot of the stuff is like, yeah, no, no. Yes, we can. I mean, yes, we it, can it, look at look back at what the current lens. What are you talking? Yeah, about? it's yes, always it's always shocking to see like, uh, you know, like even for thirty years ago, like in the early nineties, right? Like how many famous people were dating underage women still? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, it's rough. Weird, weird, weird times. Super man. weird. Weird Super times. Weird. So, with that ten minute aside, Spencer. Yeah, that was just one <laughs> little thing about a movie. Obviously. <laughs> Speaking of music, we did talk about music, so the tr- the transition here makes sense. Uh, let's talk about the Lala lineup real quick. Two minutes. Let's give it two minutes, okay. and then I'll let you gush about Charlie XCX. The okay. Lollapalooza lineup is out. Some of the headliners. Metallica. Dua Lipa. Uh, J. Cole. Green Day. Those are the headliners, folks, for four days. Those are the headliners. Well, no, Doja days. Cat, Machine Gun Kelly, Lil Baby, and Kai Gore also. headliners. Same, same font size, so also headliners. Mm, but those are like the right before the headliners. Okay, fine. Those are the sub-headliners. Okay, all right. There's only one end of the concert. It's the last people to play. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Those are the headliners. Uh, but weird anyway, list. Weird, it's a weird list. list. It's a weird list. It's the, a weird there, list. There are a couple of artists like sprinkled in here that I'm like, oh, they would be cool to see. Uh, not at a not at a summer festival. Like this feels. I think you you mentioned it, but this feels like it's all over the place. It feels very like it's appealing to old people, and I'm sorry, elder millennials. This list is for old people. This isn't a cool list anymore. But then yeah. you throw in like some cool artists in there, like a Doja Cat, a Dua Lipa. Uh, uh, who who else is in here? I don't listen to the Kid Leroy, but you know the kids. Charlie like XCX is in there. Charlie XCX is in there. Uh, who uh, Denzel Curry's in here. There's oh, a, there's I didn't a, even see that. I only yeah. saw like the small lineup. Yeah, no, see, so there's there's a there's a few in here that are sprinkled in there, but I'm like, I don't know if this justifies the rest of it. For me, yeah, it doesn't. I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Now, I so one thing about like festival season is you know like I've been to quite a few festivals. The thing that I I'm not sure about is at the time that I went to like a majority of festivals, which was like, you know, all pre pandemic and a lot of them were probably sub 2016. Like I I'll definitely like go to, you know, half of a day of riot fest most of the time and maybe half of a day of pitchfork, but like truly going festival forward. 
I don't remember is like, did I just li- have more time to listen to music or was there less, like, there was just less going on with festivals. So like the lineups were tighter. That, that might've been it. Um, I think there, I think, and here's, I mean, obviously we're both millennials, so there's always like that little bit of bias, like, ah, they used to be better. But I think there seems to be a general acceptance, even, even amongst like an older Gen Z crowd, right? Yeah. Saying like, I don't know, like the, like the mid 2010s were like, were like pretty rock solid for, for, for some of these lineups because, uh, a riot fest used to be just a straight like punk pop punk right uh festival and they kind of stuck to stuck to that uh, yeah and this is even before the bands were aging right like there were like other bands that like were a little less mainstream and still kind of drew that crowd that's not the case at all anymore like listen well, i'm gonna like- i'm gonna go watch my chemical romance this fall for sure at riot fest but yeah but it's like yeah, but I'm just I'm I'm literally just going for them and like we went last year but eh, it's like I'm I not mean, really yeah, like was, interested in it like It was mostly just because I was like I want to go to Coheed. Coheed, like it, yeah. Like <laughs> like that's why we went. Um and there were some other bands we saw, but I think the thing like this is this is half and half. I think that's yeah. the thing about yeah. this cuz there was like last year festival stuff. It was a lot of nostalgia baiting. Like yes. that was like all of the headliners of some festivals were like bands that were most popular 15 plus years ago um, that maybe haven't performed together or were playing like their seminal album. And like, I'm not saying that stuff's not cool. Like I've eaten that shit up before for Coheed when they're like doing a tour of a certain yeah. album. I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely going to come um, every time you do that for any of your albums. Like you will always get me to come to that show. Um, even the ones I don't love as much as other ones, because I think it's really cool when bands do shit like that. I love that. And that festivals have been doing more of that. But I think the thing is like, this one's like literally half well, it's like Metallica. I don't know if anyone has, I don't know if Metallica has released new music recently at all. Don't really care. No one cares. Like they want. Enter Sandman, which would be cool. Don't get me wrong. Sure, like, sure. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, and like, I'd there's not to that. probably going to be that many more Metallica opportunities. So, like, I get it, right? Like, they could be doing a swan song type of thing. But like, eh, okay. Like, then we have Dua Lipa, one of the top in the game in pop music. Oh, she's I think that's an awesome. Right that's yeah. a that 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 that's makes a good one. Sense in all of festival history, like. Yeah, Dua Lipa. I mean, like, especially considering how popular she is with TikTok. Like, yeah. j- like there was a time where she was all of TikTok sound. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's like 17,000 years ago in TikTok time, but it was a thing <laughs> that was for a while. Yeah. And then J. Cole, I think is a weird choice. I don't dislike J. Cole, but in terms of headlining Lollapalooza... That's an interesting choice for me because I do not think he is that level of rap fame if you're going to have one hip-hop headliner. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, And I might be wrong because I have never clicked enough with J. Cole to be as obsessive of a fan as I know he has. Sure. Like, yeah. But I appreciate most of his music that I've listened to, and I do think his last album was a banger, for sure. 
Um, too long, but that's like most yeah, albums well, now. I mean, most wise. albums, right, right. Um, and then Green Day, which is like, who cares? Seriously? Yeah. Green Day? Think, not really. Green Day? And I used to love Green Day because we caught the tail end of Green Day in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like they were still mm-hmm. making good, interesting stuff. And then they made, you know, American Idiot, which I did like when it came out. But now it's like, did I, did we? But that was like we? the, that was like the tipping point. Yeah, it went too far. Um, and I, it's just like, okay, so I'm definitely not going to all four days because one of four headliners I think is super interesting. Um, so yeah, it's just eh, I don't know, I don't know. It, it this was two minutes and we've nailed it. Yeah, I mean it's it's just okay. Uh, I'm not really interested. I mean, I haven't been interested in Lala for a long time, really, since like maybe 2016. Ever since, ever since they thwarted the dude who was going to kill a bunch of people at Lala, I don't want to go to it anymore. Do you remember that? It's, yeah, I do. I do. That's a terrifying thought. Um, they literally, but it's like, like yeah, found the yeah, dude they literally with all of his. Yeah, yeah like yep. that's mm-hmm. like straight up, why, like the week it, of, like the week yep. of living in Chicago with like being like having that that thing happen and like we we're here and like we know all of these places the hotel and yeah, shit i was yeah. like no 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 thank you no i'm much more interested i'm much more interested in after shows i think i've i've yes i don't know if graduated is the right word for it but i'm like I am down for an after show for sure. Like hit me a small venue with, you know, 500 people in there <sighs> watching one. Is definitely doing an after show. Watching one artist at 11 p.m. Sign me up. Sign That'd me so up cool. every single time. Because those are, those for me have consistently been some of the best live music experiences. I've I've had. I think there are some big moments that you have, like Lollapalooza in the past. I think it was the uh, the year Rage was was there was like was pretty good. Yeah. Um, vi- the year Vic Mensa uh, performed out there was super cool. Um, I think Chance Tyler. at his peak. Tyler. Oh my god. Yeah. Lord some of those got were cool cut as off hell. at a Lollapalooza because of the thunder. Yep. Yep. So. Um. So there, there have been some cool, but like get, sign me up for for an after show, and yeah, I I bet you Charlie XCX will do an after show, and I, yes, I will go. Yeah, I'll bet I'll definitely go. Um, so speaking of Charlie, speaking XCX. of um, Danny crashes, crashes great. Uh, I'm so excited that it's it's good, and I've listened to it a bunch already. Um, what a start! She knows how to fucking start an album she does every she single does. starter kickoff i was like this one it literally feels like the like the way that she begins the song the way that the song begins rather is as if the song was already playing yeah and you just started to listen to it when it starts and it just you're instantly in a vibe at least for me that's like the every time i've listened to it i'm like literally it's like i instantly i'm like this right is going to be right off the bat. so much fun to experience with people in a crowd. Uh, cannot wait. Not my favorite Charlie XCX album, but is still going to be in a running for album of the year. But that's just because I'm truly obsessed with her previous two albums still. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, like, those I to me are in like my top 
10 yeah. top 15 albums of all time. Both of them. Damn. I love damn. Those. That's I high. Love, that is I so high. I love those albums, man. I have listened to them so much. Like, on levels of, like, how I listen to Coheed. That's how wow. much I've listened to Charlie Impressive. XCX in the last three years. Which is scary, because I am in the top 0.05% of Coheed listeners. That Not, is... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, there's, like, maybe 300 people that listen to them more than me. <laughs> like i am a psycho <laughs> oh i don't i don't think i listen to lincoln park that much i don't actually i know i don't yes yeah. well i mean I, I feel like if if there was a similar situation with coheed it would be harder for me to listen as much <laughs> well maybe like, maybe oh yeah yeah that's fair that's fair uh, it would kind of <laughs> make everything a lot sadder <laughs> It does. I let me tell you, it does. I was like, oh, maybe this is why. Uh, In the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Tried so hard, but got so far. Didn't it? God damn it! Oh, I walked. I walked into that one. Well, I mean, it's just kind of. I. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it always, it always makes sense. Yeah. No, I think it's a great album. I listened to it um, on Friday and on Saturday. I was like, damn, this is this is. I like it more when I when. I get where you come from as far as like look, liking some some of the more experimental stuff that she does, which is still very yeah. good. But when I'm like in listening to a pop album, I'm like just just give me just give me the yeah. banger after banger after banger. And Crash did just that. But it's yeah, also think, but it's also like substance. It's not just like it's not just trying to be a TikTok sound, you know? Yeah, and I, I think like uh, which isn't one, necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, I think as she was experimenting. Uh, over the last two albums and i would say like really the one that she did in quarantine is like a little bit more experimentation there's yeah. still s some cool stuff yeah there's also the mixtape that everybody loves as well that has like track 11 on it uh track 10 it's like a very famous charlie xcx like deep cut but uh the thing is like i think she it's like i just really love when you listen to an artist for multiple years and you see them yeah like start to put it together right it's just mm -hmm. like with like an nba player right it's like the same thing it's just kind of a longer cycle with music um film whatever like anything that you follow for multiple years like it's it's so satisfying because you Agreed. see she re she releases charlie right um which like you know is everyone's best of was like that was one of the the, the the de facto pop albums of the year everyone loved it um and then how i'm feeling now was kind of like wasn't expected we didn't know we were going to get that album quarantine happened right. that's why it exists um and like it's just like so weird it's even weird more weird but it has like all of these really beautiful cool sounding moments and then it's like she took those two things and also her like commercial appeal because you got to remember like boom clap Right, huge, mega huge, hit, mega hit, humongous song. One of my deepest regrets of all time, music wise, is I was at a show at Lincoln Hall where they were trying to hawk Charlie XCX tickets around, like right as Boom Clap was happening, uh, and I didn't go to that show. Oof. I thought about it. I was like, I think I like Boom Clap a lot. Eh, I, I, I wasn't fully into female pop is my favorite genre <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i wasn't all i didn't i hadn't figured it out yet i was still resisting 
<laughs> my my natural inclination uh trying to be really strong and stuff <laughs> uh oh boy whatever uh yeah, but yeah, yeah yeah you see someone like put it all together and like this is an extremely polished pop album that any other pop star would kill to make and it's still like she's so much why it is because she does her shit she has collaborators but she is a tyler the creator She's a Kanye when it comes to pop. Like, and much like I love Igor so much because Igor put together a bunch of, it's like a culmination of a lot of what he did. And then he put it into Igor where it's like, it's the drama, it's the anger, it's the, but it's also the complexity of sound. And I really think like he did it for Flower Boy as well. But like, then he also did it even farther with Igor, in my opinion. Well, yeah, Flower Boy was like the the start, yeah. The start, and it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's just so cool um, to be able to experience these moments, like, because, I don't know, like, I I think artists probably understand that, like, the, like, I hope, like, you know, Tyler Crater, because he's talked about it, where, like, you know, he brings up Cherry Bomb all the time. Where, like, in his, all of his albums, he brings up Cherry Bomb, because everyone didn't like Cherry Bomb. But it was like, oh, yeah, but if I didn't do Cherry Bomb, I didn't do any of this because Cherry Bomb taught me all of this stuff and I needed to do it. I think that's like that's how Charlie XCX is and that's how Crash is hitting me where it's like, oh, you're doing kind of your own victory lap over your last couple of years of output. It's like you're basically like I'm putting a bow on this version of me and I'm sure the next thing we're going to hear from her isn't like this or it is maybe it's her final I am pure mainstream. I am pure pop royalty. Like I consider her pop royalty, but she's not Dua Lipa. She's not Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's opening for those people. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's just, just seeing that evolution, I think is super cool, especially when like something clicks, clicks with you like that. Yeah. Um, and I would even, I wouldn't even, I feel like Dua Lipa's barely like approaching that superstardom. Like she hasn't been doing this that no. that long. No, I mean like, she is now. Kind of, I mean, she's, kind of, she's kind close. of similar to Charlie headlining X-X, Lala, as, man. Like, trajectory, but now she yeah. yeah, but now she now she's headlining Lala. Yeah. So uh, maybe a little bit of a quicker rise, but not to say that, not to take away anything from anyone. Um, for me, so there's this there's this album I want to wrap up here. And also, by the way, I didn't get to the uh, the turning red, but go listen to to uh, Four Town. We mentioned it at the beginning, but Four Town. Oh my God, they're bangers! They're bangers. And of course, Billie Eilish and Phineas wrote the songs, so duh, they're great. Um, but there's this kid that I just just literally last week, Midwest, and I kind of just started di- digging in to this dude's discography. He's mm. 18 years old, out of Indiana. And this album, which I think is like his first re- like full full release, uh, better luck next time, is super interesting to me. And he it, it's it it's exactly what I was what I've been thinking, um, like the modern alternative emo pop trap sound was is going to start becoming. And I think this this feels like. He's not even anywhere close to the fame or the popularity, but I'm like, oh, I gotta catch this wave here early, and I think I think this is potentially the rise 
of someone who's going to like start developing this. I hope so, because I really love this album. I think it does a ton of interesting things with, uh, with some pop stuff. It does some interesting things with some pop punk and emo sounds. Wait, Still I don't think this album trapped. is officially out. Yeah, Better Luck Next Time by Midwest. It's an X instead of an E. Wait, no, no, no. No, this says it's a single still. It's just like eight songs. No, I got nine songs here. Nine songs. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't technically... It technically says it's not an album on Spotify. It still is under the singles category. But anyways... Yeah. Um. So wait, would you say that this is maybe going into like fifth wave emo revival? Maybe. Because we've been in fourth wave for a while. Well, I, I wouldn't say, like, it's not full-on emo revival, because I think he's taking elements from that. Like, you know how, like, a Juice World and, like, a Triple X and some some of these, like, pre, uh, recent uh, hip-hop artists yeah. have, have started taking in elements. I think this is the next evolution of that. So Ooh. maybe it is a little bit. Maybe there's, like, some weird conversions that's about to happen with with trap, pop, rap, emo but it, it's it's so good. It's so good. I'm like when I look when I, I when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is just raw. This is like real. It's not pandering. Not whatever the shit MGK is trying to do. Like this this is like this is what I want. This is pull some of this out, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna keep a track on keep keep pulse on on this kid and the stuff that that he starts releasing because it's very good. I loved it. I'm definitely gonna. I mean, honestly, you had me at someone being named Midwest with an X. Um, Great name. Great name. It's a. It's a good. It's a. It's a good name. It's a fucking good name. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, well, hey, <laughs> this is too long. Our this podcast is too, is too long. Yeah. It's this is this is a, it's okay. a, upsetting for everybody. It's okay. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hard drop. Just a hard drop. Hard drop. <laughs>